Welcome to Conscious Compassion, hosted by Charles Gray and Portia Flores. This podcast will share stories of the different ways that people deal with low moments in their lives. How they manifest the drive to overcome obstacles and keep pushing forward. A fluid space with media, poetry, music, literary readings, or just plain storytelling. Coupled with in-depth interviews of the storytellers so that listeners can learn, relate, and be inspired. Spend a moment with us as we explore creative coping strategies for these chaotic times. Conscious compassion. Where Where we we share because because we we care. Welcome back to Conscious Compassion. I'm Charles Gray. And this is what I'm going to call the Thanksgiving episode, where I give thanks for all of the guests that have generously given of themselves and their stories to us for the last year. I want to take a moment and individually thank each and every person for their participation in this project, acknowledge their individual bravery, and express my personal thanks. Sharing these stories has been helpful to many, but possibly not more to anyone than myself. I embarked on this journey because I had gone through a fairly significant experience and found myself lost and wondering what other people do when they feel isolated and don't have the input from others' life experience to help them bridge these experiences, these moments, these these gaps in time where you feel really lost and isolated and alone and fearful and possibly really not sure what to do next. Um, This was meant to be an opportunity for people to share their stories so that they could empower others. And that is what it has been. And people have been extraordinary. Um, The feedback we've gotten and the kindness of our guests really um, has made quite an impact on me. And I just wanted to have a moment, this moment, this episode, to say thank you. So starting from the beginning, the very first episode, Matthew Meckes, an incredibly talented artist whose relationship challenges have manifested into a personal renaissance of creation uh, in the form of poetry, uh, literature, and music as well. His confidence may have taken a beating at the time, but what he is producing now, creating, is proof that you can make lemonade from lemons. You just have to have the right recipe. Then there's Michael Demby Kane, whose struggle with renal failure and cancer has been exemplary. He has managed throughout all of it to stay positive and take the love from his support team and nurture it and use it to fulfill himself and everyone that he comes into contact with. I am inspired daily by this man, and I continue to pray for his good health. 
Joe Calarco, playwright, author, director, educator, his journey of helping his father in his final days has informed and impacted every aspect of his life at this point. Personal, professional, sometimes we have to go through truly profound emotional upheaval to tap into the richest parts of our spirits. My dear sweet Jenny Malay, I've known her since she was a child, literally. And now to see her blossom into a full-grown, just self-affirming woman is one of the most exciting things that I think I've gotten to experience. Her battle with molestation has strengthened her character, made her look at herself in ways that she probably never would have if something like that hadn't happened. Now she's using all of her gifts in a national tour across the country and blossoming daily. Every time I see a new post from her, I am warmed to my heart to see how comfortable she has become with who she is and what she presents to the world is inspiring. Andrew Forstoffel's Walk Across America showed us that we all individually have the power to connect with every other human if we just see them for who they are. He walked across the country and spoke to whoever would speak to him, putting all preconceptions and prejudices aside. And what came back was the warmth of the heartland, the truth that there are a lot of beautiful people out there. We just have to take a moment and acknowledge them. Anne Arvia was on the most amazing track. Career, personal, everything was going in the right direction until it wasn't. For the physical manifestations, she saw a doctor. It was the most natural thing to do. But the choice to seek mental health care is what has really given her the strength and direction to heal and face whatever else comes. Being brave enough to not only make the choice, but to share it as well is commendable. And I hope that many others will become comfortable making a similar choice, as there are so many who could benefit from a little insight and introspection guided by a professional. And then there's Sarah Spadafina. That episode was really challenging for me. I'm very, very close to this family, and her sister was like a niece to me. Her loss was profound, and for her to lose her sister and her grandfather essentially in the same day was devastating. Yet she managed to find ways to heal that allowed her to keep moving forward, be available and supportive to her family, still be a mother to her young daughter. It's inspiring for me to watch her turn such a tragedy into an inner strength, a power that she's able to access as needed and for John. Susan Warner is a force to be reckoned with, and I have no doubt that if she does not choose at some point to become a political figure, that she will still manage to have a wide-ranging effect on many lives. Her son's suicide has become a driving force for transparency in her life, 
and the lives of those that she touches. Her words are as uplifting as her attitude. She faces life as it comes and deals with it in the most positive and effective manner that she can. And I can't imagine asking anything more of anyone. The fact that she is positioned to encourage and offer guidance to young minds as they set off in their careers is, in my mind, perfection. Because she knows from whence she speaks. And you want someone who has lived it, who can tell you the truth, not sugarcoat it, yet make it so enticing that you can't wait to live it. Tally Sessions is an extraordinary Broadway talent, really funny and cool guy, and the kind of person that I'm happy to call friend. His devotion to his friends and his mother in her final days is a perfect example of what it really means to be family and ultimately resulted in him being able to secure their family home for his younger brother, which is a beautiful legacy that I'm sure his mother would be proud of. He is a man of great passion that is evident in his friendships, in his familial relationships, and in his character portrayals on stage. It's beautiful to watch and a gift to experience. Gregory Butler, what can I say? This man is so authentic and real and... I was blown away by the level of transparency and honesty that he shared in his interview. His ability to overcome so many obstacles and his addictions and maintain a thriving career as a performer and choreographer, dance captain, everything. He's a light and an inspiration to so many performers who have faced various types of adversity, and I honestly felt privileged to listen to him tell his story. Chris Singleton's story is probably one of the ones that I found most shocking. I don't know that I have the God-given grace to endure something as horrific as the murder of a beloved parent and then embark on a career spreading a message of love and inclusion. I'm glad that there are people like him in the world that can serve as living examples of what we can be if we choose to walk the path of forgiveness and enlightenment and embrace love first and foremost in our lives. Portia Flores. Her story makes me smile because it is so relatable. I am immediately transported to being a rebellious teenager, and I fully understand what she was going through, um, having parents that wanted the best for her, but weren't necessarily listening to what she was feeling. But ultimately, as generally tends to happen when we grow up, <laughs> um, they have all reconciled and life is good. And she is on a good solid path to becoming her most authentic self and being happy. And for that, 
I am grateful. Teresa Diane Stanley is a light, and I say that in the best possible way. She has a force within her that is born of faith and devotion and an understanding of a greater spirit, and she shares that so freely, so willingly, with anyone who wishes to bask in it. And on top of that, she has a glorious voice. If her essence were converted into a summer rain, I would stand and willingly be drenched in it. On an educational tip, Jay and Joe McCarthy. I felt like I took a master class because there was so much that I did not understand. And I know that I will continue to strive to have a better understanding of gender identity, sexual orientation, understanding that there are no rules and that people can choose to express themselves however they wish. And also realizing that whatever their external presentation is, you can never afford to assume anything about their personality as a result of what you're seeing. Letting go and accepting people for who they are, taking the time to listen and just experience their authenticity is a new way, a new outlook, and something that I hope to embrace wholeheartedly. So I thank them both for sharing and caring enough to enlighten me. Dion C. Monsanto had, without question, our longest interview. There was so much to cover, and we really just did the tip of the iceberg between the dynamics of her relationship with her husband, the abuse that her daughter endured at the hands of her husband, um, her daughter's eventual suicide, and the complete transformation of her life um, from one career to another, from one mindset to another, and becoming a champion for suicide prevention, particularly among young women of color. It was a transformative interview, one that I'm very proud that we were able to share. Nick Fiorito got a beat down, and it turned into a mission. It completely turned his life upside down, and he figured out how to lead a compassionate life, serving others, and not only helping homeless and indigent people, but helping to shape the minds of generations to come, teaching children compassion and caring from a very young age when they are most impressionable, when hopefully it will land in their bones so it becomes a part of who they are, not just a practice that they follow. I genuinely hope that their message becomes a part of the national educational curriculum because I think it's that important. And I'm thrilled that 
they spend a little time with us. Angie Jones, Angie Jones, God bless. It's funny how you think you know somebody and then you realize you don't. The more they tell you, the more you go, wow, who knew? The takeaway from her interview was not what one would really expect. It seemed so easy to sensationalize the fact that she lived in her car by choice for an extended period of time, only really stopping because of the pandemic and uh, lack of uh, resources. But the bigger story behind all of it is her search for inner peace. She's still searching. And I'm confident that she's going to get there. She's going to find that place where she feels at peace and at home. But what an amazing journey she's on. Sharing her time in her car or walking along the Great Wall of China was just thrilling for me to hear because it was all just so foreign to my mind. And I hope that it gave some new perspective to our listeners because I, for one, would never have thought that someone who was technically very well off would consciously choose to live in their car because it made them feel at peace. Not because they had to, not because there was a lack of money or anything like that, but just because that's what made them feel peaceful. That was an eye-opener for me. Max Chernin chose a life on the stage with his wonderful characters and his glorious voice. And somewhere in the middle of his journey discovered that he had epilepsy. Who knew? It changed his outlook. It changed the way that he approached things. It changed him chemically as a result of the medications that he'd been put on and had him asking questions that probably never would have been raised otherwise. And all of that has shaped him into the performer that he is today, which is a very successful, insightful, and gifted individual. We never know what path is going to imbue us with the skills that we need to do what we ultimately choose as our primary vocation. But one thing is certain. Without adversity, there is no depth. People have to live in order to have something to give. And our guests have bountiful gifts to share. Donna Lynn Hilton is my favorite cheerleader. She is a cheerleader for all things good and positive and theatrical. As the first woman appointed artistic director of Goodspeed Opera House, she not only champions shows, but she champions everyone associated with the process of creating art. The costumers, the set designers, the choreographers, the dancers, the singers, everyone. She is 
the voice behind what makes theater theater, why people want to do it, why it's important to have, why audiences need it, why artists need it, why society needs art. She is out there and she is spreading the message and I want everyone to hear her because she is an inspiration. She's a joy, absolute joy to work with, and I think one of the coolest people I know. Brad Lamb is the son of a preacher and has managed to take to heart the messages that he learned as a child. He went through a number of traumatic experiences and addiction, overcame the addiction, and then created an entire career based on helping others get through trauma through his books and his Breathe Life healing centers. That combination of putting action to word and impacting not just your own life, but complete communities and thousands of people worldwide is commendable to my mind. On an educational tip, we had Christopher Jensen, who gave us a master class in the ins and outs of cannabis in the United States. There are so many things that it can positively do to help people with chronic pain and all types of ailments. And we know it, and we know that politics is the only thing stopping people from being able to help themselves. I, for one, enjoyed hearing the behind-the-scenes action of dealing with the cannabis industry in this country and um, the limitations that have been put on it and hopefully where we will get to in time so that people can take care of themselves and hopefully... Once it's destigmatized, we will have the funding in place to learn more about what it can ultimately do to improve the quality of life for people all over the world. Mariama White. For me, it seems like her name is synonymous with motherhood, which was the focus of our interview. Her choices around career and raising her child, and the joy that it has brought her. It's inspiring to see someone who's set on a path shift in order to bring themselves even more joy, and the fact that the joy that they're receiving is all based on what they're giving to someone else. To receive is a blessing, but to give is divine. And finally, Christian Varta and his lovely wife, Linda. What it's like as an outsider to fall in love with someone and then in the middle of a pandemic decide to change countries, get married, and deal with American immigration. No small feat, especially as a second act in one's life. And at this time, I have to Give all praise and thanks to the women that helped me start this. 
Laura Darrell, without whom I don't know that I would have really embarked on this journey. She has an effervescent can-do attitude, and it served me well <laughs> to get this endeavor underway. And I want to thank her immensely. As well as Portia Flores, who stepped in and seamlessly lended the support needed to let us continue this podcast. So to all my friends, to all our guests, and all of our listeners, thank you for being a part of this, for taking the time and listening, for the feedback, for the love and the support. I wish everyone the best as we collectively continue on our journeys and try to maintain balance, peace, and joy in our lives. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Conscious Compassion. We'd love to hear your input and to hear what you do to make it through. You can reach us on our website at ConsciousCompassion.net. I'm Charles Gray. And I'm Portia Flores. Conscious Compassion. Where sharing, sharing is, is caring. caring.